Welcome to the Business Building Blocks podcast, where we talk about struggles and celebrations that leaders and entrepreneurs experience on their journey to success. I'm your host, Christina, and I'm passionate about helping you achieve massive amounts of success at work and at home. We'll talk about all things people and organizational wellness, share relatable stories, and feature insightful guests because quality people and processes are at the heart of every success story. Ready to learn, grow, and have fun? Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to the Business Building Blocks podcast with your host, Christina Schmidt. So today, we're going to talk about something that is a challenge for most businesses, really big or small. And so the question is, do I hire or do I not hire? So whether it's your first ad to your team, like you're a solopreneur, or it's your your 10th ad to a team, it's you always have to figure out, does it make sense to hire right now? Am I doing okay as it is? And these are questions that are hard to answer because it can be somewhat subjective and it can also be a huge leap of faith. And so you can say, well, I'm going to hire this person because they're going to do X, Y, Z, but then you didn't really maybe clarify the role well and execute it well, or maybe you forgot a whole myriad of things that weren't happening already. And now you've hired somebody, they're not producing what you wanted them to initially because you actually didn't clarify that and you forgot you needed all these other things too. So there's a lot of nuances when it comes to hiring people um, that include what do you actually need and who is it the person that you're, who is the person you're hiring? Like what type of personality are they? So I created a five-step process. Um, so it's a series of five questions with, of course, some sub-questions and some thinking around it, but a process to follow to try to take this subjective kind of gut feel thing and try to make it somewhat objective for you, clarify your thoughts and clarify your actions. And so I'm taking you through three different areas with it as well. So first the, you know, defining what do you actually need, writing that down, making sure that is very clear, looking at the objective evidence. Does it make sense? Is there value to it? Are you creating value? And really what includes what's included in that value? And then finally, the mindset over it. So whether, you know, after going through the process, you say, hey, I'm going to hire this person, or I'm going to hire somebody, or I'm not going to hire somebody, you still have some mental things that are going to happen in your brain that are going to be like, ah, should I, should I not? And to be honest, we what we do is we waste a lot of time thinking and overthinking decisions. So it's great to get it clarified as you're making the decision. So you know, yes, I'm happy with it. Yes, it makes sense. No, it's not a fear-based decision. So before further ado, let's uh, let's get into it. Um, so as with most of my questions and most of where what I roll out, the very first thing we want to do is we want to define who am I? So that's the first question. So I lean to the working geniuses for this. And so knowing your geniuses and your frustrations is key for this because there are so many times we spend so much time worrying about and trying to do our frustrations that we could actually make a bigger impact on our business if we leaned more into our geniuses and hired somebody who actually enjoys the things that frustrate us. And so that is the first question. So if you're doing it as like you're a solopreneur, there's just you, now you're looking to add your first team member, assess your, your geniuses and frustrations. If you have a team established already and you're looking to add to that team, take your team map, look at it, and then do the next step with everybody as well and have everyone do this next step. 
So the first question then, knowing your, your strengths or your frustrations and your geniuses, just write those down. That's probably the easiest question on this list. So start with that. And then you want to look at your job description. So like, what is it you do? And what you really want to get out of it is what is the value add that your role is performing? And so if you're going from being a solopreneur to now adding a team member or two, you're, you're going to really need to kind of take a step back and say, okay, what's my role in this, in this organization? So taking myself into example, I am a coach and facilitator as well as like the owner of the business. So I've got to do some administrative type leadership things as well as actually doing the things that get me paid. So there are some, I can't do all of the fun things all the time. <laughs> so you do have to take that into account. So write it down first, just very qualitatively. So, okay, what is it that you're supposed to be doing? So write that down and then get a list of kind of your, your major responsibilities. And so to give you an example, so I'm going to walk you through me and a decision-making process I would do for adding personnel to my team, because it is a team of one currently with a lot of little helpers that kind of help me here and there. So um, what I did is I, I listed all of what I do. So there's like the facilitation of courses, training courses, coaching people, that sort of thing. There's sales, there's like dealing with the accounting things, there's my podcasting, there's quote writing, there's uh, my social media, website updates, um, some email marketing things and content creation. So those are kind of the big bucket items. Um, and then what I did is I ranked each one by what is a working genius or two that are most prominent in each of those areas. And so like, for example, so my facilitation and training, that's ED, which is my geniuses. So it's perfect. <laughs> okay. Those are the things that I'm using the most when I'm doing those things. Sales got a little bit of G in there, but it's still, it's some E, right? So um, podcasting, I consider it ED because of the way I do it. So, <laughs> but the editing of the podcasting is a T and a D. Okay. So the T part of it kind of gets in my way. So I went through and I gave everything at most two geniuses. So we always say every job is a six letter job. So yes, if you start thinking through it, you're using all six letters when you're doing each of these sorts of tasks, but what are the most prominent one or two that you're using when you're doing it? This will help you kind of understand, okay, the overall bucket of the thing, the task or the type of work that it is makes sense or doesn't make sense. Okay. So I ranked each one of those and then I did like a very rough, how much, what percentage of my time am I spending in there? And so this is best if you could do like a couple of days, like three days or a week of a time study would be an ideal way to do this part. But the gut feel is going to give you probably fairly close depending on how accurately you know of what you're doing. <laughs> so, but give it at least a really good good gut feel um, and say, all right, well, I spend, you know, 10% of my time doing value-added stuff and I spend 20% of my time doing some social media things and I, and just start, start looking at it. What, where are you spending your days? Um, and then what I did is I added it all up and I bucketed by the working genius. So I've got widget kind of written out there. So the W-I-D-G-E-T. And then I said, okay, where's my time? Where is it? Where is it sitting right now? And so what I actually came up with is W I've got 5%. I've got 10%. D is 17.5%. <laughs> 
G, 25%, E, 18%, and T, 37.5%. Okay, so when you look at what that means, it means I'm spending the bulk of my time in my working frustration, like probably my biggest frustration. And the second biggest bucket is in a competency. And so those are very hard for me. And it does explain why I'm very tired at the end of the day. And so my first initial gut of what I think I would need would be somebody who can do tenacity work and galvanizing work. Okay, so that's the first gut. But there's still more questions that we want to be asking ourselves. So moving on to step two. So that was the who am I? So I'm trying to understand myself and my role. Okay, so when I, oh, before I move to step two, what I do want to also understand is what does good look like in this area? So when I started kind of bucketing it out, I basically want to spend 50% of my time in my geniuses, 30% of my time in my competencies, and 20% in my frustrations. And so I just really roughly kind of said, well, yeah, if I spent, you know, 25% here, 25% here. So Put that, put that out there and have each person do it if you have a bigger team. And it does have to be based on what's the size of your organization. Because again, we cannot be spending 100% of our time in our geniuses. It's A, it's impossible. <laughs> B, I think we would actually wear ourselves out of our geniuses if we actually did that. Um, the Table Group has an interesting podcast about that, about like what's the right time or the amount of time to be spending. <coughs> so I can link that in the show notes as well. But they agree it's not 100%. And ideally, you're spending more than 50% of your time in your geniuses. Given I'm a solopreneur, I'm going to have to spend a little less time in my geniuses and a little more time in my frustrations until I then decide to add somebody. So maybe my ideal is actually maybe 75% of my geniuses, but we're not quite there yet because I slowly transition to adding people. So step two. Um <clears throat> Where is my step two? <laughs> so step two is I'm looking at what am I missing? So what? So typically when we want to add somebody or when we think we need to add somebody, it's because we're either lacking in competency, so we actually can't do it for some whatever reason. So like accounting. <coughs> Excuse me. So I obviously have an accountant because I cannot do all accounting things, but you know, I don't have a day-to-day -day bookkeeper, so I'm still doing that stuff. But you look at competency, so like how well can you do it or are you capable of doing it? Or capacity, so do you run out of time in the day to do all the things you need to do? So if you need more time or you need more skill, those are usually the reasons that you would add somebody. So looking at either your team map or your own analysis from step one, you would say, okay, where are we missing? So going back to working genius, work flows through all six of those letters. So every type of work is going to need to hit all six of those letters. So if you're missing a genius on your team, that's what you're missing, right? Um, and for yourself, you know, you're only, you're going to, only going to have two geniuses. So you're going to be missing at least four. <laughs> you're going to be missing four if it's just you. Um, and especially if you haven't hired someone to take on some of the other things. So look at what you're missing either in you actually do need more of this work done or you just don't have the skill set for it. And usually it's some combination of both. So when I took a step back at mine, I'm spending too much time in my frustration of tenacity and my competency of galvanizing. And 
I need to actually do more sales and more of my value add facilitating and also need to do more of like the business owner CEO type stuff of reflecting on my metrics and looking back at things. And so it's a little bit of W that I need to be spending more time doing. So, um, and also I didn't even include self-development in there and I hear I am a self-development sort of person. So I do need to be spending more time there as well. So um, when you're looking at it, so I'm saying I'm missing these big things and I wanna translate more of my time from those competencies and frustrations that are sucking my time and into my geniuses. And so this is kind of the rough look for where we're going to look at how we prove out that this makes sense or doesn't make sense. <laughs> okay. So um, looking at what you're missing from step two and what you need to do more of or less of, you now can get into step three, which is outlining what are the key tasks this new person would do. So again, if I was taking it for an entire team, I would basically have the whole team, I would have their team map, I would have the whole team do that second part of step one, which is <clears throat> looking at um, how much time are they spending in each of the geniuses, and then saying, okay, well, what do they need to be doing more of and what do we need less of? And just bringing that all together as part of the team. What do we need more of from this team? and less of from this team or from this current group of people sitting in this team. And so then start outlining what exactly those tasks are. And so again, looking at it from a team or even a single person perspective, you're probably not gonna find somebody that's gonna hit up every single thing that you can't be doing all the time right away. So like one person, but what are the priority things? What are the things that if somebody else could do this and I could take this time and I could do it, spend it doing other things, I'm gonna get so much more bang for my buck. So when I was looking at mine, I was saying, well, there's like some of the basic bookkeeping stuff that's in there. There's the social media type updates because I'm trying to have a big push of that this year. However, I don't know how to do it very well. So it's taking me so long to do. Um, I can create the stuff, but then it's like I have to edit and then I have to figure out like how can I get the music going and how can I do this? And it's like, oh, so anyway. It takes me an exorbitant amount of, amount of time because I get very frustrated quickly on it. So that's taking time. Some simple website updates, which I don't do very often, but when I add a new course, I want to have that reflected in there. So there's those things. There's podcasting, like the posting and the editing part of it, which I don't do too much time with, but there's time. Um, there's content edits and kind of repurposing some content. So it's stuff I've already written. I just need to like piece it up so it maybe fits this place better than this place. And so a lot of little tenacity things. Um, it's some tenacity, it's some galvanizing, and it's a little bit of the D, which I do enjoy doing. <laughs> so uh, when I started looking at everything, and I looked at the list, I said, well, I probably want somebody who either has the geniuses of D, T, or G. And they definitely don't want to have I, because I'm not I don't need anybody and I don't want anybody right now to be creating anything. But what I do want is somebody who can make good decisions, who's got a good gut, can understand, you know, my way of doing things, but then also has that good ability to kind of push it over the over the finish line for me. And so those would be big helpers for me. So any combination of DT and G would be great. 
Um, can't have three, so I have to. I would have to prioritize two. And so, I mean, that's a great place to start. So you can kind of you can kind of test people unofficially while while you're interviewing them. And so, if you do decide to make the hire, you can ask questions about, you know, do you enjoy um, utilizing your gut and making decisions kind of on the fly and that sort of thing. Or when you're given some choices, do you just have a good feel for how things work? And so that's a great way to test for D. Um, for galvanizing, you know, if somebody said, here's an idea, can you get it through this team? Or can you get people excited about it? That's, you know, a great galvanizing tool. So there's better ways to word the questions, but you can ask questions in an inter interview to kind of see, you know, what is this person going to enjoy? Or just be very blunt and say, this job is going to entail doing, you know, a lot of taking of content, putting it together, posting it up on websites, um, then doing some admin work behind the scenes. And so you can kind of ask questions like that that can get people thinking, okay, well, this, you know, I like creating things and I like um, thinking about them and being, you know, real contemplative about it. And it's like, well, maybe that's not the job for you. <laughs> so it's, good to understand what type of personality, what type of motivations you want from this new team member so that you can know if they're going to be a good fit for the role or if they, they can assess it even to see if they'll be a good fit for the role as well. All right, so moving on, we have kind of the what do we need, we've defined it out. Now it's time to get objective about it. So we've got some guts you know, gut feels like, yes, this makes sense. This would help me a lot. I could do so much. So now we want to like get down to the, the nuts and bolts of it and say, okay, could we afford it? Okay. And so this is going to look different for everything. Um, so I've got a table to look at and it's basically, okay, what's the role I'm looking to hire? And so it can be like a task or it could be some kind of a role, but um, what are you basically looking to, to add to the team? Um, how many hours a week or a month or whatever do you think that would take? And so you're, you can get that rate from the people's kind of breakdown of their um, each things that they're their major responsibilities. And if we know it's part of their frustration, we can kind of assume it will take somebody who has it as a genius less time. <laughs> so for myself, I spend way too much time doing like the social media and the podcast stuff. Um, so I would say, well, somebody who's actually good at it would probably get it done in about maybe 15 minutes a day or something like that. It takes me, some days I can get it done super fast and other days it takes me forever. So um, like you can assume that they're not going to take the, the same amount of time that you would to do it um, if it's in the frustration of the person who's currently doing it. So then next you want to look at the cost. <clears throat> so you might have to do some research on this, but you know, like say... It was a hire of somebody who's doing this kind of work. You can maybe look at it indeed and see what those jobs are posting at. Um, there might be some salary surveys you might be able to get your hands on that could help you there. Also, you can look at and say, well, our hours per month are actually not really a full-time or even a part-time hire. So maybe we look into like a virtual assistant or um, somebody that can do the work, you know, as a kind of an ad hoc person. So it's not an actual team hire. It's just a an outside resource that you're going to bring in as needed or something like that. So look at the, what the cost is for that. So you're going to do some research. You're going to kind of look what will make sense there. And then this is the important part. What's the 
benefit you're going to get from it. So we, you can understand the cost through some research, but what, by offloading this work, what can you do more of, or what will you have more time for? <clears throat> and so sometimes it can be income generating things. And other times it could be, well, I could just not be working till seven o'clock at night every night and actually have more time with my children, which is also a good thing. Okay. So you need to put some value on that, like on your sanity <laughs> and everything else. So look at, okay, what am I going to do more of if I offload these things? Or what's my team going to do more of if we have somebody else to contribute to these things? Um, <clears throat> or like what mental or emotional thing is going to be better? It's very hard to put a value on that. And I know it's not exactly objective, but you've got to take a step back and say, yes, it's worth it. Okay. And so taking these numbers and then looking at them against your financials is important. Okay. Can you sustain that kind of an ongoing expense for your mental health? Hopefully, yes. <laughs> um, or can you have more time in your day to then generate more income that it won't be a concern? Hopefully, yes. Okay. And so that's, those are the kind of things to, to make it as objective as possible in that step four. Okay. Now this is our last step, step five. So the first thing that comes is do you hire or not? Okay. So that's what the step five question is. And so based on the first four steps, A, do you have someone to hire? Like, does it make sense to hire this role or to hire this outsourced help? Do, do you want to move forward with it or no? And then I want to get into the mindset questions around it. So I have a couple of questions that you should ask whether you choose to make the decision or not. And so question number one is, how do you feel about the decision that you've made? So whether you've said yes or no, you want to understand how you're feeling about that choice. So if you said, yes, I need to make this higher, are you nervous about, are you feeling nerv nervous that you won't be able to sustain the income? Are you nervous about your ability to do the actions that you said you needed or you were going to actually get to do? Are you, you know, nervous just in general about having another person around doing these things and letting go of those things? So you have to look through, okay, how are you feeling? What are your thoughts around it? And how are you going to behave? Okay, because these thoughts are going to drive our behaviors, which then give us the good result from the hire or the not hire or the bad result from hiring or not hiring. Um, the next question well, to explore if you're not, if you chose not to hire, but then you're still thinking, I still feel overwhelmed. I'm scared to not have the role. I'm, you know, it doesn't like I'm still thinking about it all the time. So you're still thinking about it, even though you've walked through the four steps and you said, no, I can't do it. So do you still really think no is kind of the question to be asking yourself. Like, and so what we want to get out of this is that we're not making a fear-based decision. Okay. When we make fear-based decisions, that's usually when we don't choose well. And so if our biggest reason for not making the hire is that we're afraid we won't do what we can do or what we should be doing, then maybe we actually just say, well, no, I need to do it, but I also need to make sure I keep on top of the things I'm supposed to be doing. And so you have to start asking yourself, what do I need to do? So create your action plan, which is the next part of this. 
And then how am I going to make sure I keep doing these things? Okay, so once you get through that, you should have you should have a clear plan as to what you would need to do to make sure you sustain the ability to have the person on board or not have them on board. Because again, if you said no, it's not fear-based, it just doesn't make sense to, then you have to figure out, okay, well, you were thinking about hiring somebody for a reason, but you've chosen not to. And so now how do you make it better? How do you get over these feelings? Okay, so I've created a handout to walk you through these steps and these questions, these coaching style questions at the end are, are more clearly defined on there so that it'll take you through a process of thinking that will help you say, okay, yes, I'm sure this was the right choice. <laughs> and so if you want to get a hold of that, um, I'll put the link below in the show notes and um, you can use that to work through next time you're, you're trying to make a decision about this, or even if you just kind of want to check, check a most recent hire today, did it make sense to do? <laughs> so I hope this has been helpful for you to kind of look at this subjective plan a slightly different way and grab a hold of that, that handout so that you can work through it and see if it makes sense next time you're having this question. So um, upcoming things, we have a difficult or delving into difficult discussions course starting April 12th. So if you are listening to this currently, then get on board with that. It's a four session, two hours each session course. It's on Friday morning. So before you want to start your weekend, but after, you know, the bulk of the work is done in the week, hopefully. Um, but we'll be, we'll be doing that April 12th um, and then every other week after that. And um, you can reach out to me. I'll leave my contact information below as well, or just via the website. And if you'd like to, to see that. And I hope you all have a fantastic couple of weeks. Talk to you next time.